I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, October 19th. An announcement will be made today about replacing the Quincy Center MBTA station. Officials are scheduled to gather at the station at 1 o'clock this afternoon to unveil plans for a $100 million project to rebuild that station. MBTA General Manager Philip Eng, Mayor Thomas Koch, and the entire Quincy State delegation are scheduled to attend the announcement. Funding for the public infrastructure improvements will be in part through the Norfolk Economic Development Funds, which were approved by the state legislature last year. The Quincy Center station opened in 1971. A crumbling parking garage was closed in 2012 and then demolished. The current plans include relocating the busway from the Hancock Street side of the station to the Bergen Parkway side of the station. Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center announcing plans to develop a comprehensive multi-specialty ambulatory center in Quincy Center. Subject to local and state approvals, the project will provide a full spectrum of health care services, including primary care, urgent care, cardiology, OBGYN, cancer care, orthopedics, a full suite of diagnostic radiology services, lab services, and a retail pharmacy. The site will also include a number of other specialty services. Beth Israel Deaconess, along with its physician organization, Harvard Medical Facility Physicians, and Beth Israel Deaconess Hospital Milton, has worked collaboratively with the City of Quincy and Fox Rock Properties to identify a proposed site for the project. Beth Israel recently signed a lease agreement with Fox Rock to develop the proposed site at 55 General McConville Way, the former Ross parking garage location. Pending regulatory approval, the center will be run and operated by Beth Israel Deaconess. Pending approvals, construction's expected to begin in 2025 and the center opening to patients in 2027. A proposal for a new 30-unit condo complex in South Quincy has been approved. Planning Board okayed the proposal for the four-story building on Topman Street. Galvin Development will tear down their existing office building at that site and construct the new apartments with a 27-space parking garage underneath and 22-street-level parking spaces. Proposal includes the construction of a new sidewalk and curbing from the proposed driveway entrance of the project along Topman Street to the intersection of Center Streets for pedestrian traffic towards the Quincy Adams T-Station. The building will have a specific location for bicycle storage. The zoning board already approved the project, demolition and construction, is expected to take about 18 months. As the state grapples with soaring housing costs, Governor Healy unveiled a sweeping $4 billion bill yesterday aimed at creating new homes and making housing more affordable. Healy said the legislation, if approved by lawmakers, would be the largest housing investment in state history and create tens of thousands of new homes. It would also make progress on the state's climate goals. Most of the spending would go to help moderate and low-income families find homes. The bill also includes more than two dozen new policies or policy changes to streamline the development and preservation of housing. 
The bill would help provide financing options to create 22,000 new homes for low-income households, 12,000 new homes for middle-income households. It would also preserve or rehabilitate 12,000 homes for low-income households and support more than 11,000 moderate-income households. The bill also takes steps to make housing more eco-friendly by repairing, rehabilitating, and modernizing the state's more than 43,000 public housing units, including through the installation of heat pumps and electric appliances in some units. Another $200 million will go to support alternative forms of rental housing for people experiencing homelessness, housing for seniors and veterans, and transitional units for persons recovering from substance abuse. Among the policy proposals, an initiative that would give cities and towns the option of adopting a real estate transaction fee of 0.5 to 2% on the amount of property sales exceeding a million dollars. An initiative projected to affect fewer than 14% of residential sales, according to the Healy administration. The House approving a sweeping gun bill yesterday aimed at tightening firearm laws, cracking down on unregistered ghost guns, and strengthening the state's assault-style weapons ban. The bill, which passed on a 120-38 to vote, would also prohibit individuals from carrying a gun into a person's home without their permission and require key gun components to be serialized and registered with the state. The bill, a priority for House Speaker Ron Mariano, is in part a response to last year's U.S. Supreme Court ruling that U.S. citizens have a right to carry firearms in public for self-defense. The proposal would create new laws that bar firing guns at or near homes and outlaw carrying firearms while intoxicated. It would also prohibit carrying firearms in schools, polling places, and government buildings. It expands the state's ban on assault weapons by prohibiting new purchases of AR-15-style weapons and would also ban someone from turning a legal firearm into an illegal automatic weapon. The state Senate is working on its own version of a gun reform bill. The number of crashes involving teenage drivers in Massachusetts has jumped to the highest level in more than a decade. 49 drivers between the ages of 16 and 19 were killed in crashes in Bay State roads and highways last year, marking the first time that number has eclipsed 40 since 2008, when 56 teens lost their lives in auto wrecks, according to AAA Northeast. To mark National Teen Driver Safety Week, AAA said in analyzed teen driving crash data from the state's impact crash portal, which showed that there were 16,709 drivers between ages 16 and 19 involved in crashes in Massachusetts in 2022. It's equivalent to one teen involved in a crash every 32 minutes. AAA found the top five contributing circumstances to those crashes were driver inattention or distraction, failing to yield right-of-way, following too closely, speeding, and failing to keep in proper lanes. AAA also offered the following tips for parents when talking to their teams about driving, wear your seatbelt, set limits on other passengers, and sign a parent-teen driving agreement. 
Well, the cranberry harvest in Massachusetts is underway. Cranberries are the state's leading crop. This year, they're expected to yield 1.9 million barrels and generate a total of $70 million. The weather has been the biggest challenge. Growers were able to flood their bogs during last winter's cold snaps to protect the cranberry vines. But prolonged periods of wet weather and drought in the last two summers have stressed them out. Wisconsin is the country's top producer of cranberries, followed by Massachusetts. Even so, the industry generates more than a billion dollars for the state. Farmers are more than halfway through the fall harvest. Over the next several weeks, they'll be working straight out, and then preparations will begin for next season. Check of business news this morning. Stocks tumbled yesterday. The Dow sank 333. The Nasdaq dropped 219. And the S&P lost 58. Stocks were also down in Asia. The dollar fell. The euro rose. Oil at $87 a barrel. Forecast from the National Weather Service. Tomorrow, uh, today, rather, mostly sunny and pleasant to high 66 degrees. Cloudy tonight. Lows in the mid-40s. Scattered showers tomorrow. High 65 Saturday, showers 64, and Sunday, scattered showers and windy, high Sunday, only 56. Out on the water, waves about a foot, southwesterly winds 5 to 10, become southerly 10 to 15 later today, high tide at 3.05 p.m. Sunrise 7.01, set at 5.55. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Thursday, October 19th.